listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This is the Public Affairs Show. I'm Carla Redondo, former chief meteorologist of Channel 4. I am now a certified orientation and mobility specialist. I teach individuals who are visually impaired how to walk with a white cane. I am visually impaired. I have retinitis pigmentosa, and I also walk with a white cane. On today's uh, show, we have a great uh, topic we're talking about. Who doesn't love beignets? So with me is Sherwood Collins, the founder of the Beignet, Beignet Fest Foundation. Sherwood, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Carl. I appreciate it, man. This has been a wonderful topic. And when I found out more about what the foundation does, that's why it's so amazing. And uh, I thought this would be a great topic for a conversation now and then closer to the the fest that's coming up later on. So before, before we begin, talk a little <laughs> bit. Tell us about you, who you are, where you're from, and all that good stuff. Absolutely. Um, so my name is Sherwood Collins. I was born down in Houma, Louisiana, uh, but have a lot of family from the city uh, going back a couple of generations. My mom's from Abbeville, so I've kind of got rural and um, city folk kind of coming together to kind of help raise me in the in the suburbs down the bayous. And um, came around, graduated from Terrebonne High School in 96, went to college up in um, Illinois for about four years and majored in mass comm. Um, and so kind of in, in bouncing around and in, in trying to find different jobs. Um, one of the jobs that I took in 2007 was uh, to be kind of a production assistant for Wednesdays at the Square. And uh, it was kind of, you know, it was a second year or so, a year and a half after um, Katrina. And so things were kind of moving around and had been under the downtown development district. And then it was taken on by the uh, Young Leadership Council um, to kind of start and kick it off and have the 12 series 12-week series, I was there doing on-site logistics and everything else, and just happened to be that the uh, executive director at the time at the YLC was uh, Amy Boyle, who, um, as it went off after the the series kind of ended, there was a chance to either hire me, um, and so I put in a resume to be from being contract to going full-time, and so I put in a resume and ended up going with somebody else, but I started dating the executive director. And from there, we got engaged and got married and uh, kind of moved along that way. And so it was it was a great experience that I really liked. Um, and so from that, you know, from being married and everything else, you know, we, we started a family. And, um, you know, just after we had our first son, we noticed that, you know, he wasn't quite um, always hitting certain developmental marks that we thought he should and, um, you know, wasn't always communicative, uh, among some other things. Um, and so, you know, we had him tested and found out that he was on the autism spectrum and, uh, you know, as things kind of went along of trying to figure out different, uh, you know, therapies and certifications and going through, you know, going through, you know, different processes to um, get health insurance to sign off on different therapies and everything else. Um, We just thought of how hard it was to take care of some of these different things. 
And we were trying to figure out a way to kind of help other families who were going through similar situations. Um, and so from that, um, I had always enjoyed, I really enjoyed doing the, the little festival and doing Wednesdays at the Square. Um, and as things kind of changed around work-wise, uh, the ability, the opportunity, I should say, came about to kind of start a festival. And so I mentioned it to Amy. She's like, you're nuts, but if this is what you want to do, uh, let's do it. And so I jumped in with both feet. And so, and so by this process, this is how you started the Beignet Fest Foundation. Talk more about the Beignet Fest Foundation, what's its mission, and how the festival came to be with that. Absolutely. So, I mean, there, there was an idea to have a foundation and to have, um, or, you know, to have a festival, but then uh, all the proceeds from that, we were trying to figure out where it should go. Should we partner with um, a local entity? And we figured that it would probably be better to create our own um, nonprofit in uh, 501c3. So that's kind of what we did so that we could take the proceeds and then um, help out other local organizations that had uh, different programs available uh, that we could partner with to kind of help fund some of the things that they were doing or expand on different opportunities that they had. So, you know, from that, from the different proceeds that we've had over the years, we've been able to fund first responder training, help get diagnosis kits for local hospitals. Um, We've done parent training. Uh, we did some virtual parent training over the, the pandemic, as well as fund some virtual support groups. Um, and then this, this last year, from the proceeds that we had in 2022, uh, we've done a couple different, um, couple different grants that we made this year. One is um, an inclusive uh, sailing camp. Um, that we had a, a little short one in April, and then there'll be another one uh, the second week of June. Uh, we've also funded some uh, training for the YMCA. All their swim instructors will be trained in adaptive swim lessons for kids who are in the autism spectrum or have sensory issues where, you know, jumping in this cold water may cause them to freeze up or, or do other things or able to kind of help them become more accustomed to the water and, and be comfortable to swim in it. Um, and then finally, one of the, the last things is, uh, you know, having a festival, it's always great, but sometimes it can be a little overwhelming for people on the spectrum. Um, so there's a company out of Birmingham that makes a, um, they have a mobile sensory trailer vehicle um, that we were able to have one put together and built this year. Um, so we've, we've recently got that put together. It's called a sensory activation vehicle. Um, and so we're excited about having that and being in, having it available at local uh, festivals and events this year. So this festival that you created mm -hmm. not only brings a lot of good beignets and, and music, which we'll get to in a second, but now the money, it all goes to that good cause, mm -hmm. which started with your son, the uh, idea yeah. of that. So it's great that that this festival not only just brings fun and entertainment for people, but it, it's a worthwhile cause, especially for the people that have children or family members on the autism spectrum. I know two mm -hmm. personal friends who have sons that are autistic, and mm -hmm. I hear about, you know, what they go through and the struggles and, and their concerns for later on, how they're going to be taken care of once their parents are gone. 
So yeah. this is a great, great festival. Now, so people can get more information, get the contact information, a website, uh, Facebook, whatever you want to do so that people can find out more about the Beignet Fest uh, and the foundation. Absolutely. So we do have a, um, uh, a website that is kind of focused around the fest, but it's got other stuff on there as well. Um, it's beignetfest.com. Um, and so it has information on the upcoming festival, um, you know, as far as tickets and, and music, which we'll get into in just a bit. Uh, but it also has information about uh, the foundation on there and the cause of just what we're doing. So you can find out information about the fin- uh, festival and the, and the foundation and the, the uh, different programs and items that we've funded. Uh, you can also find out information on the sensory activation vehicle. You can find out information on different uh, partner uh, programs that are going on, uh, you know, considering, you, you know, there's a sensory-friendly Saturdays every once in a while um, at different organizations, whether it's a historic historic New Orleans collection or uh, one of the Louisiana State Museums. They usually have a sensory-friendly day for uh, individuals to come participate in. Um, and there's other different opportunities that are on there for people just to take advantage of. And the festival is Saturday, September 23rd, correct, at City Park? Yep. And it's from uh, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. Correct. Talk, talk about how much it is to get uh, into the fest. Absolutely. So the festival is a um, it is a ticketed event. So general admission is $20. Uh, children 12 and under are free with a paid adult. And um, if you want to do a VIP, you could do a VIP experience that gives you um, admission to the fest as well as, you know, a tinted area, um, some complimentary beverages and a shaded area with uh, dedicated restrooms. That's going to be $50 for adults, kids 5 through uh, 13, I believe it is. Let me just double check and make sure uh, we didn't put the... Okay. Kids, kids VIP tickets are available. They're going to be available at the gate. Uh, I think that's for kids five through eighteen. Um, those tickets are going to be twenty five dollars. Um, they'll be available at the gate. Kids four and under, of course, are free to get into the VIP area. Um, but just you know, for people who are attending, making sure that they're able to bring their kids in and, and um, have a good time in that area. We've got their. Ticket available, but at the same time, you know, kind of like Jazzfest does, we want to make sure that, you know, we are selling it to uh, youths rather than just anybody who wants to buy them. So it's uh, all that is available up on the website, beignetfest.com slash tickets. Um, you can find out information there and, and buy your tickets to be able to come to the fest. All right, let's talk about the beignets. Okay. How many different kind of ways can you do beignets? Talk about the vendors and, uh, and the beignets. Absolutely. So we're still putting... Uh, vendors together, but we do have, you know, some pretty basic stalwarts. Uh, and man, they, they'll come out. Usually we'll have at least two to three dozen different types of beignets out there, at least 30. Um, I would say everything from traditional beignets to um, chocolate beignets, pizza beignets, a burger beignet, peanut butter and jelly beignet, a crab beignet, um, Bacon beignets, bacon and cheddar beignets with chipotle crema, fried chicken and beignets, um, honey pecan glaze beignets, uh, Oreo beignets, cheesecake beignets. It's 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 runs a full gamut. 
so, uh, sweet and savory. Uh, anything that you can imagine, uh, it's it's out there. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I, I have, I'm ashamed to admit I've not been to the Beignet Fest before, but I am yeah. going to make a point of putting it on my calendar for this uh, this September. Now let's mm-hmm. get to the music. Talk about the, the bands and the music that we're going to have on this one-day event. Absolutely. So the music um, is, is kind of important, too. One of the other things that I, I failed to mention in my, in my uh, you know, backstory is like in, in getting a mass comm degree, one of the things I did after college was become a volunteer at a, another local radio station, WWZ. Um, and so from being there for, for many years, I've befriended and gotten to know in a lot of local musicians, and we try and feature them as much as we can uh, at the festival. So we've got a wonderful lineup full of, of local uh, musicians that we're going to have. So to kick it off, we have the Black Magic Drumline, who are going to start things off right around 10 o'clock to kind of help people lead people in from the main gate into the festival grounds area to kind of march in and to start things off in kind of a traditional, fun New Orleans way. Um, <clears throat> then around 11 o'clock, uh, we have a great Star Wars as we, you know, try and uh, cater to kids, whether it's kids with autism or just kids in general. Uh, we've got a great kids group that we've had back a bunch of years. The Imagination Movers are so much fun um, and such a great draw. We love having them, and so they're going to kick it off right around then. Around 12.30, we're going to have um, the new So Finders, which was the band for Eddie Bow, uh, and that's going to be featuring Marilyn Barberin and Mark Stone. So i got some really solid, top-notch, uh, local blues and R&B players in that band. Uh, following that, we'll have Mia Borders will come on and play a set with her. Uh, we'll follow it up with Flow Tribe doing some good stuff. And then closing it out will be uh, Flagboy Giz from the Wild Chapatulis. Um, he's kind of come on mixing, you know, Mardi Gras Indian beats along with Bounce. And uh, it's going to be a one great fun time for sure. Wow, that's amazing also. So music, beignets, uh, a great uh, one-day event at City Park. Um, how can people help the foundation or the fest? Do you take volunteers, donations? Let's talk about all that, how the general public can help with this event or in general with the foundation. No, absolutely. So we do have volunteers. Uh, most of the call for the volunteers will happen a little bit later over the summer, um, simply because we're, we're trying to make sure that we, we know uh, what jobs and everything we'll need volunteers for. Uh, but people can usually volunteer for that, and we'll have that up on the website. Um, but then it, you can always go and donate. If you go to the website, beignetfest.com, up in the right-hand corner, there's a little donate button that you're able to click on, and you can support with a one-time donation. You can do a recurring donation to kind of help our efforts and, and like I said, you know, all these, uh, you know, the proceeds that we get and the donations help to um, support local organizations that we have, like Upturn Arts, the YMCA of Greater New Orleans, Families Helping Families, uh, the Autism, Autism Society of Greater New Orleans, um, and just kind of the local, you know, different local entities that help out kids on the spectrum to help them help thrive and, and progress here in New Orleans. What has been the response that you've gotten from other families that attend the fest or, or benefit from the foundation? What kind of response do you get from families? I mean, I'm sure you get the impression that this makes it all worthwhile. 
Yeah, it really does. It's, it's um, you know, recently this past year, we've had Children's Hospital come on as our Kids Village sponsor. And uh, I would say last year, it was like the place to be at the festival. So many, everybody that was there just naturally gravitated with their kids um, and had a great and wonderful time and, and really, really enjoyed it. Um, at the same time, you know, we tried to be accessible, uh, you know, to everyone, whether it's kids with autism or people with any other disabilities, uh, just being having a space and having a, a time for them to come and enjoy and feel comfortable and feel like, you know, they're able to um, participate in something in the cultural event um, that's inclusive of them, that will help them, um, you know, to be able to have a good time and enjoy it. And if they need a break, they can take a break. Um, you know, but also that they'll be able to find different um, activities that'll kind of include them. Uh, you know, we do have along with the the kids village in the kids village as well. We've got um, different resource providers, um, whether it's you know therapists or occupational therapists, so kids will be able to kind of interact and and do some fine motor skills or other things to kind of uh, really engage them and get them into to doing something that kind of helps stimulate them, um, but not overstimulate them necessarily uh, while they're out there. So it's a, it's a good time to, to kind of um, help everybody out. And it is, it is definitely appreciated for, you know, whether people are able to go to one of our programs or anything else like that. Um, it's, it's always nice to, to see people who feel like, oh, well, we're not able to attend a summer camp or we're not able to attend this festival. What we're trying to do is, is trying to make it accessible to, to those kids and to those families. So they feel like they're not necessarily stuck at home. Well, I'm a big mm -hmm. advocate of, um, visually impaired, visual impairment. Yeah. And so I definitely appreciate other organizations that mm -hmm. cater towards and help find funds and help assist other people with, uh, disabilities, autism, uh, um, other kinds of disabilities also. So mm -hmm. I, I, I appreciate this so much, but then I know that I'll become a part of this and go and, and <laughs> spend my money and help donate with the beignets. And one of the things I know visually impaired people, we use our olfactory sense a lot, our sense mm -hmm. of smell. So I, I imagine <laughs> at the yeah. beignet fest, our sense of smell be going nuts. Uh, and that's something that mm -hmm. I always look forward to when I go to foods or any kind of festivals, what all that smells about. Yeah, man. Um, talking about the smells, you'll, you'll definitely have a, a bunch of them. Cause I think that was, I remember, you know, when they had, uh, you know, the best in new Orleans or whatever. Uh, and this was probably before Katrina, but they were talking about, Oh, what's the worst smell and the best smell in new Orleans. And the worst smell was always like, Oh, it's bourbon street. It's, you know, or, or a, a, a garbage can full of crawfish shells. It's been sitting on the sun for two days. Um, but the best smell was always usually cafe du monde. So you'll walk out there. You'll, the, you'll have tons of wonderful smells of, of the frying dough out there to kind of entice you and do everything else. It's just, it will smell great. Um, when you're down there and there'll be, you know, tons of different ways to, to have your beignets and that you'll be able to smell and kind of figure out. And, um, you know, if you need to cool off, we do have, uh, iced coffee from PJ's. Um, they're going to have a coffee cafe out there and they're one of our great sponsors as well as a beta brewing company. They have beer out there, um, that kind of help out to cool you and have some nice libations. We also have soft drinks and water, 
for people who need it because it has tended to be very warm um, while we're out there. Though, as a meteorologist, now that we're having the El Nino effect this year, we're going to see how that affects, whether the temperatures might drop a little bit. Hopefully it won't be too wet. Right. Uh, but we'll, you know, cross our fingers and, and see how that comes along. Yeah, September's yeah. Are usually a nervous month for yeah. meteorologists <laughs> and us around the Gulf Coast. So. For sure. But how big of an area is this at City Park? Uh, is how, how wide of a space, or is it a certain location in City Park? It's at the Festival Grounds, okay. which is near Christian Brothers. Uh, the address is 4 Friedrichs Avenue. So it's kind of, um, if you've been to Voodoo Fest or the post-race fest for... Uh, the Crescent City Classic. Um, it's kind of that general area. Uh, there is a big kind of reunion shelter, open-air shelter, um, that is the entrance where, um, you know, people can buy tickets or, you know, get scanned in to come into the main entrance. And then the rest of the area, there is a kind of a walking track that goes around, but we were also trying to put, um, to create more track that's uh, mobility-friendly for people who have wheelchairs or other mobility scooters, things along that line. Um, and overall, the space is around 10 acres um, and kind of a big arc. And granted, some of that is is back a house and, and things along that line. But it is kind of a, a wider open area that we're able to have people come in um, and walk and enjoy. Uh, there are some divots. Um, so that's kind of why we we're trying to put some of the the – uh, like I said, the walkway down, so it's easier to traverse. Um, and and honestly, truly, and I'm happy to talk after the show, um, is just as we try to be inclusive, what are some things that we can do to be inclusive uh, to visually impaired people? Is there, you know, better ways of, of signage or, or markers um, to kind of help people navigate, you know, where things are? Um, of course, signage is easy for, for uh, you know, everybody the else. The sighted world, yeah. 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 What other things could we do to kind of help people navigate navigate the area um, better? We're always looking at, at trying to to be inclusive and, and improve on um, how we can better benefit everybody who wants to join us. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so explain the ticket price. What does that cover? Does it cover all the beignets? Does it cover the drinks? What does it cover? Um, the general admission price just covers entry into the okay. into the. Uh, the festival grounds. Okay. Um, you know, all the other, the vendors come in, they do pay a, a fee, a vendor fee to come in. Um, and then from that, they make their money back from selling their beignets. So gotcha. that's kind of how they, they help give us a little money to kind of go through the cause, but then they make it back by selling and, and recouping their costs uh, that way. So we do it along that line. Um, you know, same with the, you know, drinks, most of the drinks, we, we try and keep everything kind of moderately, moderately priced, mm-hmm. um, as we're out there trying not to go up too, too much. Cause we know that inflation has gone up a fair amount, but as the more we can do to kind of help include people and kind of make it easy, uh, we try and do that to make sure that it's, it's approachable and accessible for everybody. Okay. And is it uh, cash, card, both, or when you go? It's it's both. Whatever okay, you good. Had. Um, right. We've, you know, we had thought about going um, uh, cashless, uh, but we had, you know, discussions with uh, with somebody last year. was like, no, no, don't do it just yet. And uh, we found that, you know, sometimes uh, Wi-Fi connections or other things can kind of be spotty. So we want to make sure that, you know, if, 
if the card isn't working, then if you've got cash, hey, we want to be able to take that too and make sure that uh, we're able to take care of you that way. Sure. Give the uh, contact information again, your website. Absolutely. So it's uh, the website is minyefest.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram, facebook.com slash beignetfest and instagram.com slash beignetfest. All right. In the last uh, two minutes or so we have left, uh, mm-hmm. I've got four questions for you that I usually ask my guests. Okay. I didn't prepare you for this, so I want you to off the off the cuff. Okay. What is your favorite movie? My favorite movie? Um, I, I've kind of gone around, but I would have to say The Red Violin. Okay. All right. I've yeah. not seen that or heard of that one. It's, you're probably it's more a... cultured than I am. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it, was a, it was a film uh, like in the mid-90s, uh, and probably the biggest actor was Samuel L. Jackson, but it's a very oh, oh, oh. subdued, he's a... Uh, he heads up uh, an auction site, and they have found this very unique red violin um, that was created by this master craftsman many, many years ago. And it's like the, the, the prized instrument that he made. Um, and so the movie kind of traces where the violin traveled through, you know, from when it was made through, uh, you know, when it winds up at this auction house. And it's a really, really cool um, Really cool movie because the whole thing is like the the violin is the perfect combination of science and art. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. what is your favorite genre of music? What do you listen to the most? Ah, uh, so I do love New Orleans music, and whether it's R and B, blues, um, brass band, and stuff like that. But probably my favorite genre of music would have to be ska. Okay, ska and reggae. What do you do to relax when you're not working? What's your go to hobby or um, probably reading or just getting out and uh, taking a walk, just trying to either move and, and, and get things moving along. I've had some knee surgery about five years ago, and so I just try and keep it loose and keep it moving. Um, so, and if I'm not doing that, if it's, if it's too dark or if it's raining or something like that, you know, usually read or, or try and engage my brain with a, you know, a little uh, Sudoku or, or, you know, Something along that line. Okay. And last question. Um, you're still a young guy, but what is <laughs> something that's on your bucket list or something you you want to do? Something I want to do. The thing, first thing that pops up in my mind is uh, talking about walking around and doing things is probably go see uh, or experience Glacier National Park Okay. up in Montana. Uh, I've seen some pictures of it and, and everything else. It just looks beautiful. I'd like to go there one day. Awesome. Well, Sherwood Collins, thank you for joining us and talking about Beignet Fest and your Beignet Fest Foundation. I know we'll do another Mm -hmm. show closer to the festival and talk more about it and promote it. So thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you. I appreciate you doing it. You have been listening to WRBH Reading Radio for the Blind. This has been the Public Affairs Show. I'm Carla Redondo. Thank you for listening.